Welcome back to Bible Conversations. Today we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit. All right, we're excited to get going with another episode. I'm actually really excited to get going on this one, um, and it's just because it's an awesome topic. It's could one. It, could it be that the spirit's working within you to get you a little excited? Probably. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, it, well, I didn't mean to say no. Absolutely, <laughs> it is. Yeah. This is one of the favorite, my favorite things to talk about. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of different passages when um, I was looking at what we're going to be talking about today that I just came to mind immediately. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be a good one. I, I'm ready to get going with this one. And um, I know you've actually already talked with the teens about this one mm-hmm. and uh, had a conversation with a lot of our teens who had just become Christians within this last year as far as um, how the spirit works, uh, really what kind of role does he play in their lives. And um, and so I know you're going to be sharing some of that today. And yes. I'm going to be talking a little bit more about um, – uh, just some different things that come to my mind when I think about the Holy Spirit. So um, do you want to kick us off with, you know, where you started with the teens and, um, yeah. and the, the conversation that, that you had with them in regards to this, the Holy Spirit? Yeah, I can do that. So the the purpose, again, right, like this series is now that I'm a Christian. Yes. And so yeah. the purpose of this discussion is not to go into a deep exegetical analysis of who is or what is the Spirit, right? Yeah. It's not uh, to look at all of the instances that the Spirit shows up in the Old and New Testament. It's not to uh, try and nail down what exactly the Spirit is. Yeah. Well, and that's a very interesting study. If you do want to take the time to study uh, appearances of the Spirit throughout Scripture, um, I actually found that just a few weeks ago when I was studying with the college group. We're going through the book of Luke, and for the first, like, five chapters or so, it's like, wow, the Spirit is really active. Uh, Almost... Uh, every chapter, well, every chapter for a couple of times, those first five chapters of Luke, um, you see that the the spirit is active and working as it tells a story about um, Mary being pregnant with Christ, um, Elizabeth being pregnant with John, uh, the baptizer. And um, and then even after that, the spirit guiding Christ into the wilderness as he was tempted. And um, it's it's just really cool how you see the spirits active. And so that that is a fun study to have, but that's yes. ne- not necessarily the direction you went. Correct. Yeah. So the, the purpose of of this in particular is to look at the way that the Holy Spirit functioned in the New Testament. Okay. Right. The New Testament times. Yeah. First century. Yes. And then to really compare that with how the Spirit functions today. Okay. Because it is different. And I think it's important that we understand that. Mm -hmm. Uh, In fact, so I was at, I was at Rosa's about two weeks ago and somebody came up to me, never met this guy before. Yeah. And he goes, you know, Jesus, don't you? All right. And in my head, I'm like, man, I'm holding a Bible. Of course, you're going to ask that, right? Like, yeah. yes, I know Jesus, right? I, I, have a, I have a good relationship with Jesus. And uh, he goes, you have the feeling of prophecy about you. Ah, interesting. And I said, huh, okay. What do you mean by that? Because prophecy is just proclaiming God's word, right? So if somebody is aware that that's what it means, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I proclaim God's word. But he meant visions. Yeah. He meant futuristic you see things. prophecy. I see yeah. things, right? <laughs> and so, you know, he starts talking to me and just like you if you haven't yet, you will. You'll you'll see some visions and you'll and I'm like, Well, 
I am firmly under the belief that we no longer have need yeah. of those things. They served a purpose in the first century to verify. Within specific individuals. Yes. To, to, yeah, to verify the authenticity of what was being preached and discussed and talked about and, and done. Mm-hmm. And it was only within a certain amount of individuals, right? Yeah. It was not everybody that received this miraculous gift. And if, you know, we, we looked at a couple of passages like I did with the, the youth, right? Mm-hmm. That some Gentiles received the gift of the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues. I don't believe that that gift stayed with them for the rest of their lives. I believe it was a small amount of time in order to verify that the Spirit is within them, right? Yeah. Um, and so, anyway, all of that to say, I don't believe that the Spirit today does the same things as it did in the first century. Yeah. That is not to say that the Spirit can't. Yeah. That is not to say that the Spirit or that God does not ever perform miracles. I cannot say that. Yeah. I am not one to put a boundary on God. But I will say that in typical individuals and in a typical lifestyle, the Spirit is not working a miraculous gift. Yeah. Well, the important thing to look at is the reason behind it. What, yeah. what was the purpose to have uh, miraculous gifts, like guys being able to, to prophesy or be able to speak in tongues, which is not really what we think of today as speaking in tongues, quite honestly. People yeah. think of speaking in tongues today as like blah, 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 blah blibber, blabber. Yeah. Um, uh, and speaking that in tongues... I like that one. Blibber blabber? Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Speaking in tongues in in the first century was speaking a language that you'd never learned before so that somebody else could hear it and understand it. Yes. Um, It's just, it's not the standing up and blibber blabbering because what kind of sign is that 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 the message you're bringing is from God? Yeah. It's It's got to be understandable, right? Yeah, exactly. And so... Where, where I started with all of this, right, to, to kind of get to the point there, is I went to the book of Acts. Yeah. When we look through the Gospels, I think you mentioned, unless, yeah, you just mentioned it, right? Like you, you look through the book of Luke, right? Mm-hmm. You see the, the, spirit, the Spirit's working, right? Yeah. The Spirit's active and present. The, the Spirit's present and from Genesis to Revelation, right? It is a part of the triune. It is a part of the, the Trinity. It is a part of who God is. Mm-hmm. And it's a very important part. It is a very important part. It is called the helper, right? Yeah. Jesus has sent the helper. That is what the we comforter. receive. The yeah. comforter. Uh, and, and The guide. The guide, Sorry, yeah. just throwing out different names you for could, him. <laughs> yeah. And so we have the Spirit today, right? The Spirit yeah. dwells within us. Yeah. We receive that upon baptism. We'll get to that here in a little bit. Yeah. But, but I started in Acts chapter 1. And Acts chapter 1, I'll just go ahead and start reading, starting in verse 1. In the first book, O Theophilus, so this is Luke, right? You mm-hmm. talked about Luke earlier, right? And yeah. The Spirit is present there. Well, Luke does a really good job of explaining the Spirit, right? I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach yeah. until the day he was taken up after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to who, to the apostles whom he had chosen. The second verse of the book of Acts mentions the Holy Spirit. Yeah. If that's not an indication that the Spirit is active and present, and important, I'm not sure what is, right? The the Spirit is right there, the very beginning of the book of Acts. And then he moves on, right? Verse 3, he presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God, right? This is talking about Jesus. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized 
with the Holy Spirit, not many mm-hmm. days from now. And so the disciples here, the apostles, are promised something. They yeah. are promised something from Jesus, right? They're promised something by Jesus from God. And that promise is the Holy Spirit. It is the yeah. gift of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. They'll be immer- immersed in the Holy Spirit. Yes. Yeah. Right? The the Holy Spirit will completely fill them. Yeah. Right? And they will be filled by it. Uh, you, and we see that language. I believe it's Ephesians 5, right? Uh, do not be drunk, but be filled mm-hmm. with the Holy Spirit. Yep. And so the Spirit is, is very important. And so I don't want to... I want to try to keep things very simple today uh, is, is, is my goal, at least with this conversation, is my goal with the teens. And I think if we can't explain something simply, we shouldn't be explaining it. Yeah. Um, well, uh, that's the, always the saying, you know, you can tell, uh, you know, you're an expert in anything when you can explain it to a five-year-old. Yes. You know, if, um, if, you can't ex- if I can't explain the game of baseball to a five-year-old, then I'm not an expert in the game of baseball. I probably yeah. shouldn't be coaching it, which I'm not. I'll coach it when I have a kid. Um, but but that be softball, Dylan. And no, I'm going to have nine boys and we're going to have a baseball team. Nine boys. Yeah, well, you need nine to play baseball. Um, wow. Anyway, you, you have Does to be... Does know this? No. <laughs> um, but you, you have to be able to explain something to a child yeah. in order to, to really be able to wrap your mind around it and grasp it yourself. So. Yes. So that's the beginning, right? That's where we started is that the Spirit was promised to these apostles. And the rest of Acts chapter 1 and moving into Acts chapter 2, what we see is they're kind of waiting, right? Mm-hmm. They're waiting for what's going to happen. And yeah. so then well, we get... Uh, before you move on, I think it's really cool. Um, the actual record of the the ascension in verses 6 through 11 yes. that Luke records here is for in Acts chapter 1. In verse 8, he, Jesus says before he ascends to heaven, he says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Judea and Jerusalem, Samaria, and ends of the earth. Um, you, yep. You'll be my witnesses everywhere. But, but he says the Holy Spirit's coming. Just yeah. just wait. Just you wait. Know. Be patient, yeah. right? So then we get to chapter 2. In chapter 2, verse 1, when the day of Pentecost arrived. So we got to understand how long they've been waiting. Mm-hmm. So Jesus, right, Friday prior to Passover, right, or sorry, Friday Passover, Passover. Yeah. Friday he died. Next, the first day of the week he was raised. Day of Pentecost is 50 days after the Passover, mm-hmm. right? It's Penta, which is yeah. five. Pentecost is just 50. It's 50 days after. So, we've so got, nearly two months. Yeah. So close to two months, right? So they're waiting. And they're still together, right? When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. Mm-hmm. So they've been spending this time together. And and I would imagine that they've been talking about what's going on, right? They've been yeah. wondering where it's going to be, right? Wondering yeah. what's going to happen. I, Will we know when the Spirit yeah. comes? Are we going to be aware, right? Like, yeah. is, 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 are we, should, do we have it now? Should we go out and, pre- like, what are yeah. we supposed to do, right? Yeah, I'm sure there are some that were getting anxious and it's like, guys, I, I'm, I'm ready to go now. Yes. And then we get verse two, and this is, I don't, it's such a, it's, a, it's very figurative, right? It's very figurative language because mm-hmm. how do you describe something like this, right? Verse as two. Luke did. <laughs> I guess, as Luke did, yeah. I mean, that's, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. I've always found it that w- interesting. It wasn't a mighty rushing it wind. Wasn't it wasn't a, a mighty sound rushing wind. like a mighty wind. It was a sound wind. like one. Yeah. Which means even, it doesn't even mean that it sounded like, but it was similar to. Yeah. It was a sound similar to mighty rushing wind, but it was still different. And it filled the entire house. The sound filled the entire house Yeah, where they were sitting and divided tongues as of fire. Now, this one just gets me, right? 
are there like physical tongues around them that are divided? I mean, what what's going on here, right? So divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. Mm-hmm. Dylan, I don't know about you. I don't want any tongues resting on me. <laughs> so I always, <laughs> and I know you're, you're probably picturing like a, a physical tongue, like in your mouth type of thing resting on them. <laughs> I always go back to when I was like, a four or five year old. And, you know, they had those little flip books and and Bible class. And, Mm -hmm. and the picture that they had there was like, just like a little, like, like fire that you'd see like in a candle, you know, but without the wake or without the candle, just the fire. Mm -hmm. And it was like clip art on, and it was like right over the head of each of the apostles. And so, so you're imagining some clip art up above them. Basically. Yeah. (laughs) But that's what I always picture is just like, like a little fire hovering over their heads. And, and so, so regard this. This even kind of to me proves my point, right? Like we have no idea what it looked like. Yeah, yeah. And to try and explain this is just like, I couldn't even imagine yeah. how long it took Luke. And and I know he had the the gift of the Holy Spirit that was with him, right? And mm-hmm. so as he's writing this, he's inspired. And so it may not have taken him long at all. Yeah. But had he done this on his own without the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, I can't imagine how long it would have taken him to figure out. How do I explain? What? <laughs> yeah. Like, what did I witness? Right. Well, so it rests on them, right? And then verse 4, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Mm-hmm. So the question, right, that we had hypothetically and theoretically asked of, of them, right, which is, well, are we going to know? Yes. Yeah. They were aware. Yeah. They were very aware that they had now received the Holy Spirit. That which was promised to them about 50 days ago has now been given. Yeah. They have received it. And 50 days seems like a pittance amount of time. Yeah. Right? Before that, it seems like a long time, right? Like when you're, when it's October and you know mm-hmm. Christmas is around the corner and you're a little kid and you're waiting for yeah. that Red Rider BB gun that your parents are going to get you because you yep. definitely want to shoot your Still eye out. Still waiting for it. Right? Those 50 days seem like forever. Yeah. And then Christmas Day comes and you look back and you're like, oh, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. But they've now got it. Mm-hmm. They've got the spirit, right? And so they immediately go out, right? They were they were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this and at this sound the multitude came together and they were bewildered. So it wasn't even that the sound filled the house. Yeah. It well, was it everybody, filled the house, but it was also loud enough that yes. everybody else is like, what's going on? Everybody up there? around them heard it. Yeah. And they all gathered together. It says they were bewildered, they were confused, they didn't understand. Because each one was hearing them speak in his own tongue. Mm-hmm. So Peter gets up and he starts speaking. Well, I think it's also cool. They list all the these tongues that they they're do. speaking in, in verses um, well, 9 and, and 10. And really they list, I think it's the, is it the languages or is it the 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 tongues? Because the way I look at it. I think it's the nations that are listed. I think it's listed. the nations, right? And yeah. so you think about that, right? In America, how many different tongues do we have in America? Yeah. Right. So you've got people from all these different nations who very well are speaking different dialects. Yeah. And they are all understanding what's being said. I mean, it's just absolutely fascinating. And so anyway, we move forward, right? And and all of these, we're not going to go over all these, but I would encourage you guys, the the listeners to read through it. But verses five, uh, five through 11 Right, all of these people that that is mentioned, and then we get to verse twelve, and all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, "What does this mean?" Mm-hmm. They understand that it's something. Yeah. But others, mocking, said they are filled with new wine. Yeah, they're drunk. They're drunk. Then <laughs> it is the Peter stands up and he tells them, "All right, listen up. It's the third hour of the day. It's nine a.m. Mm-hmm. They are not drunk, 
right? They are not drunk, but they are filled with the Spirit. And then he goes to the prophet Joel, and he preaches about the prophet Joel, and then he moves forward, and he begins to preach about the Christ. And he preaches about the Christ, and he he convicts these people, and that's when we get in verse 37, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Mm-hmm. Right? First question is, what does this mean? Yeah. Peter tells them what it means. <laughs> what shall we do? Right? Yeah. In verse 38, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Well, that which has just been poured out on all these apostles, yeah. which everybody has heard, which everybody has seen, is now going to be given to me? I I, yeah. I will receive that. But you got to believe in Christ. you got to understand. you got to repent. you got to change your life. Yeah. And it's also important to note that um, as as Peter's talking here and saying that you will receive the, the gift of the Holy Spirit, um, it, it's always we always have to make a note of the gifts that are received by the Holy Spirit. Um, and I, I think you're going to get to this, but I just felt like this is a good time to very good time to bring it up is that um, there's a there's a big difference between um, miraculous gifts, also called sign gifts and um, and gifts that that we still have today and, and also other gifts that they had there in the first century. Yes, um, because. There were there were gifts like speaking in tongues. There were gifts like prophecy, like mm-hmm. like telling of the future, yeah. quite literally. Um, there Use were of healing, like, yeah, like actually like healing broken limbs and and, well, and, and, and really and, in, in Acts chapter three, that's what we see. And lame people, yeah. As yeah. as Peter and John are going into the temple, yeah. Uh, we don't have any gold for you, but what we do have in the name of Jesus Christ, get up and walk. Yes. Um, and so those were. Uh, what are called sign gifts because they were to show that they were to be a sign mm-hmm. that the message that was being brought from these men is a message from God. Yes. Um, and the, we'll, we'll read here in a second um, yeah. of how those gifts have passed away. Yes. And so I don't know if you have that pulled up. But. Not yet. I, I actually want to go to Simon the Magician first. Okay. Awesome. So Simon the Magician, next chapter eight, He's someone who apparently is like a magician. I mean, that's why he's called Simon the Magician. Yeah. And so he does all these Simon things. Simon the Sorcerer. And, yes, and people are amazed at what he can do. And and then all of a sudden, here comes Philip, right? Philip comes and he preaches. And uh, Simon um, says, Simon himself believed, and after being baptized, he continued with Philip and seeing signs of great miracles. He was amazed, right? So Simon the Magician, here's Philip preaching, and he's amazed. He believes. He starts following the Christ. Right. When the apostles at Jerusalem, verse 14 here, heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent them Peter and John, who came down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For he had not yet fallen on any of them, but they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So there's a really important distinction here. As Samaritans were not Jews, mm-hmm. and Peter had not yet received the vision from God, yeah. that Every, that the spirit, that everything, that salvation is available to all, the Samaritans had not yet received the gift of the spirit. And so Peter and John, understanding that God shows no partiality with men now, right? Mm-hmm. At least in part understanding, go to the yeah. Samaritans and they give them the gift of the Holy Spirit. 
not the gifts of the Holy Spirit, as, as we've discussed, right? Yeah. But the gift of the Holy Spirit and by laying on of hands. So we see that the gift of the Holy Spirit in this time was passed on at least in part through the laying on of hands, right? And in part through baptism. So if you were a Jew, it was through baptism. And up until this point, if you were not a Jew, it was through the laying on of hands. It was the apostles only. There comes a point where it's available to everybody. There comes a point where it doesn't matter. When you are baptized into Christ, you receive the Holy Spirit. But Simon sees this and he goes, hey, I want that. Can you give me that so I can have power too? (laughs) He wants the power. He's enamored with the power. Mm Mm-hmm. But he doesn't realize. Well, because that's, that's what he's done. That's what he's done, right? It's, yeah. it's what he's always done. And so we, we have to understand here that there is a difference between Simon, right? Peter, John, all of these people is these gifts of the Holy Spirit that the apostles have are different than the gift of the Holy Spirit. And that's kind of what you just talked about, right? And And we will get into at least very briefly a little bit more of that. But Simon is yearning after something that is not his because once the apostles have passed away that's it there's no more signs needed there's no more miracles needed and we know that because of what we read in first corinthians so if you have your bibles with you i want to encourage you to jump over to first corinthians chapter 12 because chapter 12 is the opening salvo of a three chapter series on spiritual gifts And chapter 12 opens up with talking about the different types of gift, uh, different types of gifts that that there are, right? Verse 8, for to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit, who apportions to each one individually as he wills. Spirit is capable of giving gifts, is capable of giving miraculous gifts to anybody that the Spirit desires to give them to. The apostles had received this. The Spirit chooses then who else is there. We see that there's a discussion of of the one body, right? That no matter what it is that you can do, we are all still one body in Christ. Then you move forward a little bit, and in verse 29, uh, Paul here is asking the Corinthian brethren, right? Right right before this, he says, listen, God has given different people different abilities, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Teachers, apostles, prophets, whatever. Verse 29, he says, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But earnestly desire the higher gifts. And I will show you a still more excellent way. So all of these things that Paul has been talking about are nothing compared to love. Mm -hmm. Because that's what chapter 13 is all about. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, and I think you've talked about this before on the podcast. Yeah. The idea here that you can speak in angels is just a ridiculous thought. Yeah, it's it's sarcasm yeah. that Paul is using. Yeah. He's like, you could have a better gift of tongue than any, anybody else and speak the way the angels speak. But if but you don't have love... You're still worthless if you yeah. don't have love. Yeah, so... And, you know, so I, I, I yeah, tell you the... Could, you could have this awesome made-up gift, but if yeah. you don't have love, you're worthless. Yes. <laughs> so I tell the teens, I'm like, listen, if, if somebody's really just being mean to you and you want to, quote-unquote, insult them, just call them a noisy gong or a clinging symbol. <laughs> because that's what we are if we don't have love. 
we're just out there speaking and talking and not, and just making noise. That's all mm-hmm. we're doing. We're just making noise. And then we move forward. And this is where the this is where it really, I guess, comes to a point with Paul. Verse eight: Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. The idea here being that there is something greater than all these prophecies. There is something greater than all these miracles. There is something greater than all the things that you're witnessing right now. Mm -hmm. And it's what's called the perfect. Yeah. And the perfect is the Bible. It is the full word of God. It is the word of Jesus. And we have that. Yeah. So, yeah, basically the idea here that Paul is trying to get across to um, the church in Corinth is that um, when Scripture is complete and you have everything that you need to guide you, then you will no longer need these these signs. You will no longer um, need these these gifts, these miracles in order to to prove what you are are saying, because yes. uh, at this point they do not have the New Testament. They Correct. do not have a Bible where they can pick up and say, "Hey, look, Paul said this right here." At this point, it's all a, "Well, here's what I've been told. Here is what I know about Christ. Here is what I witnessed about Christ." Yeah. And well, and so, in order to prove that, yeah, I know what I'm talking about, here yeah. are, are some signs yes. to to show that. Well, when Scripture is completed and the entire New, New Testament is there, yeah. then there's no longer a need to say, hey, by the way, this is what I saw. You can believe me based on what I do. Yes. Instead, it's a now, read it for yourself. Paul did those signs. Mm-hmm. Luke did those signs. Yep. Peter did those signs. And they wrote about it. And yep. so now you can read it for yourself. And yes. so there's no longer a need for that. Exactly. So I think it's really important that we understand that. Now, yeah. uh, there, there are certain things that the Spirit does do today. Yeah. And this is the part that I'm excited about. Yes. So, <laughs> I, I like talking about the first century and the, the sign gifts and, and uh, the importance of them. Yeah. But I think the conversation that's really important for us today specifically yeah. is to know, okay, how does he work today? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I agree wholeheartedly that how he works today is by far more important mm-hmm. for us Right, than how yeah. he worked back then. Yeah. Important stuff to know, but yes. also not really it, applicable. It just, to, yeah, it does not life. neglect the importance of what the Holy Spirit did. Yes. But again, it's not applicable for us. Yeah. So, what is applicable for us? What yeah. does the Spirit do today? Well, I think you've got, I think I asked you to look up that verse. Um, so, there's one thing with regard to prayer. But, yeah, it's but, uh, Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. So, there, there's a couple things that, that I want to assert, and, and I know that there are more, and I don't know, we, we may end up discussing more of this later. Yeah. But at least for right now, the spirit is very much, so he indwells within us, right? That's number one. Yeah. Because he indwells with us, it is showing God that we are his children. Yeah. Right? Because if the spirit is not within us, we are not children of God. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's, well, that's very salvational. Yeah. Big <laughs> it's, time. It's not just very salvational. It is. Plain and simple is salvational, yeah. right? Being baptized is unbelievably important. But man, if you're baptized for the wrong reason, or you're baptized well, in the wrong way and you don't receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I mean, what? Well, and it's um, uh, 
John chapter 17, when mm-hmm. Christ is uh, praying before he's betrayed and arrested yeah. uh, there towards the end of the book. Um, he prays that, that they may be one as, as Christ is in the Father, as the Father is in him. They pray that he prays that the church is in him and that he is in the church. And, and obviously when he's saying that, that I am in the church, it's the Trinity that he, he's talking about. It's the Father, the Son, the Spirit, yeah. um, all in one. He's praying that the, that the Spirit is in the church and the, the church is in Christ. And, um, and that, that kind of, of unity, just as the Father, the Son, and the Spirit are all um, w- within and and have unity with one another, uh, he's praying that that the church has unity with the Trinity. Yes, <laughs> and um, and so that's you know it, if we don't have that unity, if we're not in Christ, if the Spirit's not in us, then we yeah. don't have that unity. We don't have that salvation. Yeah. Well, and so then you get to Acts nineteen. Yeah. And you've got. Uh, You've got these disciples, right? And it says, Apollos was at Corinth. Paul passed through the inland country, came to Ephesus. There he found some disciples, and he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Yeah. And he said, And to what then were you baptized? They said, Into John's baptism. And Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, mm-hmm. telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is, Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when yeah. Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they began speaking in tongues and prophesying. Yeah, I think it's important to note that John's baptism, baptism of repentance, that's yes. a a changing your mind. It's yeah. a you know doing a one eighty, not not just changing, not just like saying, okay, I'm going to turn around and start walking another. Oh, I'm, I'm another sorry way. for doing that. Yeah, but it's it's a legitimate. Yeah. Um, like. You know the phrase, my mind is made up. Yeah. Like I am not going to change. My mind has been made up. Yep. That, that's what repentance is. It's a yes. it's a changing your mind to God and your mind has been made up. Yes. Uh, I am, this is where I stand. I have turned everything around and yep. I am to live for Christ now. Um, I've been crucified with Christ now. Um, but but the the repentance that, that starts with the, the mind, everything else that follows repentance, they had not heard about yet. Yes. So there's that, right? And then we we understand that the the spirit helps us to understand what it is that we're reading, right? It helps us to understand the scriptures. It helps us to understand the mm-hmm. the, the 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 word of God. So First yeah. Corinthians chapter two, starting in verse six. Yet among the mature, we do impart wisdom, although it's not in the wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age. We are doomed, who are doomed to pass away. But we impart a secret and hidden wisdom from God, which God decreed uh, before the ages of our, for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this. For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what no eye has seen nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him, these things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God." So the Spirit helps us to understand what it is that we are reading mm-hmm. or trying to understand. Uh, it discerns our heart, right? Yeah. And this then Which goes, is important because even Peter mentions that, hey, Paul's writings are hard to understand. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so, so there's a song that, that we sing, uh, which is, uh, I want to say it's, it's Father God, but it might be a different one. But uh, no, it's, uh, how do you explain? Oh, yeah. Listen to our hearts. Yeah. Listen to our hearts, right? Yeah. Every time I sing that, I'm a little terrified yeah, and also encouraged. Well, that's also, I believe it's Hebrews chapter 4. We talked about that with Paul Cartwright a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, looking in Hebrews, that that God knows our hearts. Yes. Uh, 
the the word is like a, a two-edged sword that divides even uh, joints and bones and marrow or however yeah. it's phrased. It, it yeah. divides everything. It, God knows the intentions of your heart and whether or not you can hide that from from your brothers and sisters or not. Uh, God knows what your heart is. Yeah. And so I, I think that is that is super important. I, I want to encourage the readers to continue reading that passage in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Uh, it, it is a phenomenal little section on what the Spirit does. But but for us, right, when we are right with God and our heart is right with God, mm-hmm. how encouraging is it to know that God knows? Yeah. God is aware. So the Spirit does that, right? The Spirit helps us to understand the Scripture. It helps us to it, – it knows exactly what our thoughts are, what our feelings are. It, it, it knows, right? The Spirit – he, I guess I should say not it, but he, the spirit, right, is aware. Yeah. And and then I think it's always funny, a little sidebar. Whenever we're talking about the spirit, yeah. we always say God the Father, He, uh, God the Son, Jesus Christ, He, and then when we say the Spirit, it. It, yeah. But and I don't <laughs> so I, I just noticed that I did that. Yeah. And you're not the only one. Everybody no. does that. It's it's but just interesting. It is interesting, and I think it's because it's a spirit. I think it also goes to our lack of understanding. Yes, of it does. Like, it really does. Well, and, and that's the reason that we don't really talk about the spirit a whole lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm so there's a couple things that I am not terrified. That's not the right word, but I am very hesitant to talk about. Okay. And it's not because I don't understand them. Yeah. It's more because I know that other people understand them better. Yeah. And so, for instance, Corey Collins, right, who we've yeah. had on a couple times here, um, did a wonderful lesson on the spirit. Yeah. Uh, I think it was last February or something. February 2020. Yeah. Yep. And I couldn't give that sermon. Yeah. Not right now. Yeah. Maybe in 50 years, right? <laughs> when I've had – and I'm not saying he's old. I'm saying when I have had time <laughs> to really and fully grasp – uh, everything that's been going on. He, yeah. I mean, he was raised in the church, right? Yeah. Like I didn't start my Christian walk until I was 20. Yeah. I've made jokes about Corey being old before. Yeah. And whenever I do, he's like, all right, I'm texting my kids. You said that right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we, I think there are some things that, that we should delegate to others yeah. who are more knowledgeable, right? Yeah. We need, we need to understand those things, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, so the spirit is one of those things and heaven and hell are another. Hmm. I, I get it. I understand heaven and hell. To the point that, and more so, but really to the point that, right, if I'm righteous, I'm going to heaven. If yeah. I'm not righteous, I'm going to hell, right? Like yeah. that's bottom line, right? Bare bones. But there is so much more that can be said. Yeah. There's so much more that can be talked about. Yeah. And I just know that there are other people who are better at it than me. Yeah. And so the spirit helps us with all of these things, right? And understanding and in, in, in knowing, right? And knowing our weaknesses, mm-hmm. right? Knowing where we fall short. I, I think that's something that the spirit has given me the ability to do is to know where I'm not good at and know what, yeah. what I need to ask help with. The last thing I want to talk about before we close up is prayer. Yeah. And that's where you had me look up that's Romans exactly, chapter 8. That's where I had you look up. So if you want to go ahead and read that, I'm going to let you do that. Yeah. Romans chapter 8, verses uh, 26 and 27, it says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us on our weakness, for we do not know uh, what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. The Spirit is going to intercede for us. Mm-hmm. Now, that implies that the Spirit is within us. Yeah. Because if we're praying, we're not speaking words, 
and the spirit knows our hearts and our thoughts and everything that's going on, it seems very logical that the spirit will be able to intercede for us. Yeah. If the spirit does not dwell within us, how can the spirit know our hearts and our thoughts and our inner intentions and our, you know, like how, how can the spirit know those things? Well, I don't know. I might disagree with you on that. I think God knows everybody's hearts, whether or not, you know, they've become a Christian, whether or not they've put Christ on in baptism and, and received the Holy spirit. Um, so I, might be blowing up your point there, but That's I, right. I think it, it still rings true that the spirit dwelling within us yeah. speaks for us. Yeah. He, he knows our hearts. He, he knows our hearts. Yeah. He, and I think that's also why he's called the comforter. That's why he's called the yes. guide. Um, because in times that we're just like, crap, I don't know what to do. You know, like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I'm, yeah. I'm lost. I'm, I'm alone. Yeah. That's where it's like, well, man, so, I got so my you. point is not that God doesn't know. Yeah. But when the spirit is within us, right, that means that the spirit is a part of us. Yeah. It's the, spirit the comfort. Is, right. Yeah. It's the yeah. comfort there. But the spirit is going to talk to God about yeah. those that he is in and about those he is with. Mm-hmm. And the spirit is not within us. The spirit has nothing to do necessarily yeah. with those people. Right. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so with the spirit being within us, it makes a big deal that the spirit then goes to God on our behalf. Yeah. Because the spirit does not go on to God on behalf of those that he does not dwell within. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's kind of the point I'm getting. I probably phrased that very poorly. But that's the point I'm getting at. Yeah. Is that the spirit will go to our behalf because he knows what our thoughts are and he dwells within us. And that's a big deal. It's yeah. important. No, I agree with you there. So anyway, those are kind of – I think those are four of the things that are absolutely pertinent to understanding what the spirit does today. Yeah. Because the spirit is not inactive. Just because the Spirit is not necessarily performing miracles through people that we can see or witness does not mean that the Spirit is not active. Yeah. So. No, I think uh, that's a great starting point in talking about the Spirit. Um, and, uh, you know, I've got so many more things to share. Yeah. Um, but now that we're at the end of this episode. Yeah. I want to tell everybody, y'all are going to have to come back next week if you want to know why I'm so excited to talk about the Spirit. <laughs> yes. Yes. Please do. So, I – um. Just when you were talking about it just a little bit ago, right? I, I mean, I was excited about the things that, that you were wanting to talk about. Yeah. But um, but yeah, come back next week. Yeah. So next Friday morning, whenever you get up and around, we post this always at, uh, what is it, 6 a.m. Eastern time? Yes. Or no, 5 a.m. Eastern time, 6 for I think us. It's, I think it's 6 a.m. Central. Yeah, 6 a.m. Central um, or whenever you get up Friday because I don't get up at 6 a.m. on Fridays. Um, I don't ever so get up at 6 a.m. come back next week. Uh, check it out wherever you get your podcast and listen for these next uh, couple seconds uh, for how you can support us, how you can help us out, whether it's leaving a review or whatever we mention in this uh, recording. Thank you for listening to another episode of Bible Conversations. We want to encourage you to check out our proud partners, Ministry League. They have a website as well as an app that you can download from your smartphone. Yeah, not only that, but also be sure to send us an email. You can reach us at kcocbibleconversations at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, what your thoughts and comments are on today's episode. And if you have any questions or any comments, anything that you would like to let us know, please send us a text at the following number, 972-905-0811.
Yeah, and that way we'll be able to uh, get that comment and, and get back with y'all as well. And please leave reviews and comments. I know there's a lot of places that you listen to this podcast that you can leave comments and reviews. I know Apple Podcasts, I'm pretty sure iHeartRadio and others, you can mm-hmm. uh, leave reviews and comments as well. And last, but most certainly not least, we ask that you share this with your friends. Uh, we do our best to provide uh, biblical and, and, and strong uh, discussion, and we hope that you can feel free to share that with everybody that you love and come in contact with. Thank you all so much for all of your support. We love you.